When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Hello and welcome in to the Daily Score. I am Mark Grody. Thank you so much for listening or if you were choosing to watch us on YouTube. We appreciate that as well as we talk about the hottest Chicago sports topics of the day. And every day the hottest Chicago sports topic is the, the Chicago Bears. It just is. And I'm happy now to bring into the Daily Score my colleague of 670thescore.com and Chicago Sports Radio 670thescore, the guy I sit next to out at Hallis Hall. He is my partner in crime. He is the one and only Chris Emma. What up, Emma? What up, buddy? Still, still the only guest. Wait a minute. Are you? Is he still? Yeah, you're still the only guest I've ever had on the still Daily Still the best Sports. of the worst. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm afraid that you're going to start asking for pay one of these days, but I uh, mean, yeah. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll see what we can do. All right, so I did the afternoon show today, and we, as always, kicked around scenarios, as we're all doing right now, for what is going to go down in the offseason with the Bears, uh, with what they might have draft pick-wise, with the assets they have on this team and Justin Fields. Um, Emma, can you share with us some potential scenarios. What is on your mind as it pertains to the Bears and this offseason? Well, yeah, unfortunately for the Bears, the excitement of the 9-8 and possibility that went flat when you lose it like they did Sunday in Cleveland. So you start looking ahead with three games left to the offseason, and it really starts on Black Monday, the day after that season finale in Lambeau Field, where you start making these decisions with the future in mind. The Bears' decision is three-pronged and four-doored. It involves... The coaching staff, it involves the quarterback decision, and you start looking ahead to what you're going to do here. It involves Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren putting their heads together, and there's four scenarios in play here. Number one, Bears move forward with Justin Fields and Luke Getzey. It's continuity, and I'm keeping Matt Eberflus kind of separate from this as the defensive-minded head coach, and Getzey's fate is going to be decided by either Eberflus or alongside Eberflus, but I'm thinking about the system and Justin Fields coming back, so that's one. Number two, Bears move forward with Justin Fields and Luke Getzey's let go. Now that's whether Matt Eberflus is let go and then Getzey alongside is let go, or maybe Matt Eberflus is retained and Luke Getzey is let go by Matt Eberflus. Uh, number three, I think this is the least likely. We'll get to it, but Luke Getzey returns and a new quarterback arrives, likely through that number one or two overall pick in the draft, and you start anew with the same coaching staff and the same system but a different quarterback. And number four is clean house, new coaching staff, new system, new quarterback, the same general manager and president, and you're in lockstep with from the top down, and you got a vision that's uh, similar and shared by everybody. So those are the four doors. Uh, where do you want to start on that? You want to start from the top with Justin Fields moving forward with Luke Getzey and the, getting the band back together? Yeah, so I, I do want to clarify something, though, on that first one, and I love these. Those are great. Um 
But you you said the fields with Getty, but Fluce as well, or you said you left him out of that. Explain, yeah. Let's do the first one, but explain it a little bit uh, more completely. Yeah, well, I mean, so it, it's this is the first scenario is getting the band back together essentially, and it would be Maddie unless you can look at some extreme long shot scenario of a new head coach, a defensive-minded head coach comes in and retains Luke Getze. But for the sake of this argument, I'm thinking more about the quarterback, the scheme, and the coaching staff involved. So uh, whether it's Matt Eberfuss getting rid of Luke Getze or it's the Bears getting rid of Matt Eberfuss and Luke Getze is getting thrown out alongside, uh, it's it, you kind of look at that the same way. But in this case, it's the band's back together. It's Matt Eberfuss is back as a head coach. Okay. And he is your offensive coordinator, the guy leading that entire system. Continuity, yes. With Justin Fields, yes. Okay, so let let me ask you about the the likelihood of that. Mate, I don't know. Do you want to do a scale of one to five, a scale of one to ten? Choose your scale. How likely is the the continuity option in your mind? And I know we still haven't heard from Kevin Warren. We don't really know how he's thinking, but – I guess this is what we all have to do is project. How likely is continuity? As it pertains to Luke Getze, I think it's unlikely. I think that the Bears will be parting ways with Luke Getze. And I'm not reporting this. I'm just merely speculating here. But I think in some form, Luke Getze will not be back. I think there's a much more likely scenario compared to Luke Getze uh, staying that there is that, that the Bears are bringing back Matt Eberflus and Justin Fields. I think that's a slightly more likely scenario than it is the Bears uh, – bring back uh, fields. I, I I don't see this overall. Just put it that way. I think there's going to be change in some form, but this is a scenario that's there. Now the upside of this is you still got the number one pick in hand. What do you want to do with it? You're not drafting a quarterback. You stay put and draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Like this guy's a generational type receiver. We've heard the comparisons of Kelvin Johnson and we've heard Larry Fitzgerald. Like some of those can't miss top of the line guys. I think the beautiful thread the needle scenario, if you want to do this here, is you trade down to, say, two or three. You take that team that really wants Caleb Williams, won't pass up on him. You get a couple picks back, and you get a Marvin Harrison Jr. So a lot that goes into that. That's, I think, the best scenario in this door that's open here. Okay. Um, all right, so that's the continuity. Um, next one is Justin Field stays but without Getze, right? Yes. So now you consider the idea. This is either, as we talked about, it's either Matt Eberflus firing Luke Getze or Matt Eberflus being fired. And likey, I, I would think they would go with an offensive-minded head coach. If if they are firing Matt Eberflus, I think he had to start anew with a innovator offensive mind. Think Ben Johnson. Think Brian Johnson. Bobby Slowick, I think, really yeah. deserves a look. Yeah. Down in Houston, Shanahan disciple. That guy knows what he's doing with offense. Like, that's somebody I'd give a good hard look to. But you got Justin Fields on board, too. You're moving forward with him. Now, here's the most important thing for him. And I got this italicized in my notes. Like, it's that important for me. If you're firing Matt Eberflus and you're hiring a new offensive-minded head coach, he has to have the decision on Justin Fields. I do not want the Bears going forward with a coaching search and Ryan Poles or Ken Warren, whoever it is, saying, hey, Justin Fields is our guy. Like, you got to come here and work with him. I don't want that arranged marriage because we've okay. seen that so many times before. If you're doing a coaching search, and it'll go in this order too, if you're doing a coaching search here, I want them saying, what do you think of Justin Fields? Is this your guy? What should we do? I want the coach having his fingerprints all over this decision saying, 
and spending the couple months to do before March, really truly deciding for himself whether Justin Fields is that guy. I like it. Um, I was going to ask you something. I had another thing. I, I'll I'll think of it here. Um, next scenario. While I'm while I'm thinking, um, ju- what was the third one? Justin Fields stays. The third scenario is Luke Getzey returns, but a new quarterback is brought in. So okay. Okay. Two overall okay. pick, Caleb Williams, Drake May. Those are kind of the consensus too. Maybe there's some scenario where you're taking something, doing something else, the first pick, and then you're taking like the Jaden Daniels or JJ McCarthy, but. For the sake of argument here, Getsy returns alongside Matt Eberflus and a new quarterback is brought in. I remember what I was going to ask you because we <laughs> talked. I swear to God, man, I forget like conversations like are they on the air? Were they in the podcast? Were they off the air? I believe we were just talking off the air about Matt Eberflus talking about Luke Getsy today, and it didn't exactly exactly inspire confidence. He did not give him. The yep. full vote. I mean, you could characterize it better since you were at Hallis right. Hall today. Does it feel like Matt Eberflus is all in on Luke Getze? Yeah, it was my question. I, I asked Matt Eberflus directly after a couple questions about the offense where he kind of danced around. I said, how would you evaluate Luke Getze and his work? And his quote, he said, I love Luke. I think he's great in the room. Yeah. We'll evaluate that at the end. In other words, <laughs> he loves Luke as a person. Yeah. And what he brings to that group, but he didn't oh, say anything man. about the offense, the scheme, um, any kind of endorsement of sorts. He endorsed Luke Getze as a person and a leader, not as an offensive coordinator. I just, I don't see Luke Getze back at this point. Yeah. It's, it's tough to make a case. All right. Last scenario here. Um, that, that is the clean house scenario correct yes sir yeah this is the one and frankly i at this point there's still three games left but i think this is the scenario the bears will take it's firing the head coach Mm -hmm. it's firing the offensive coordinator Uh it's hiring an offensive-minded head coach and it's selecting either one or two depending where that pick plays out and drafting your next quarterback the bears for years and years and several key points of their franchise the last several decades they failed at this. Think 2017, you draft number two overall, Mitch Trubisky. And we know they didn't get the right quarterback, but they also didn't do many favors. They had John Fox and Don Loggins and a lame duck staff where they knew they were going to be gone, and they knew Ryan Pace wanted to get his offensive mind. But the Bears said, bring these guys back. Let's make this work. You feel Mitch Trubisky for his rookie season. 2021, same thing. Lame duck staff, Matt Nagy, you brought him back for a fourth season. He really didn't earn at that point. You draft Justin Fields. You put him through a year where he just really stunted his growth. Don't do this again. Don't (laughs) open this door again where you're bringing back Matt Eberflus in a lame duck season and you're Uh, drafting that quarterback. And there's so many different ways this goes wrong, but it ultimately comes down to the fact that a coaching staff is trying to save itself while failing to develop the quarterback the right way. And you're leaving that quarterback high and dry. You get a chance now, your new president, if he decides, and I believe he will, Ryan Poles is my GM. I want to move forward with Ryan Poles. I love what he's done with this roster. I believe in the direction of this team overall, but we need a different head coach. Then you got the president in lockstep with the general manager. The general manager then goes out and gets his new head coach. And again, I want to think offensive-minded here. The defensive-minded head coaching thing just doesn't work out usually. It's not in this day and age in the NFL. Yeah. So you got that head coach. And then from there, you make the decision – 
This is a rare chance now. You're drafting number one overall. It doesn't happen often for a team. For the Bears, it's going to be two years in a row now where you're in that position. Now you're hoping at this point you're not doing that for years, if not decades more, being at that point in the draft where you can get that guy. Because if you get this position right, you draft that quarterback who's your franchise quarterback, you're going to win a lot of games. If you get everything set accordingly, some talent at the top of that draft at the quarterback position, this is the avenue I do believe the Bears will take. And it's not that Justin Fields hasn't deserved to come back. He's proven himself as an NFL starter. Uh-huh. The beauty of this now is you're going to get something good for Justin Fields if you do yeah. take this avenue. Justin Fields has played his way where he's proven himself as that guy to other teams. I've texted and, and talked with people who believe you can get a one for Justin Fields back. Think about really? those teams in quarterback purgatory, the Steelers, the Raiders, the Falcons, oh. those teams that are picking middle of the pack in the first round and you're not going to be able to get that guy you love at the top. But you see Justin Fields, and you'll see the upside, the talent. You believe you can get more out of him. It's possible because if you create that bidding war between teams that are desperate to get that position right, think about the teams. you got Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph playing for the Steelers, or in playoff position. Like Uh Think about how good the Steelers could be if they had Justin Fields right now. The Falcons have been floating around 500 in a horrible NFC South. Imagine them with Justin Fields this year. There's a draw to it. You're going to be able to create a bidding war if you do this right where you can get a one. But at the very minimum, you're getting a second-round pick and then more, maybe a third-round pick as well. You're getting a good haul. It's not the haul yet for the number one overall pick, but you're getting some something good. If you take this door where you're drafting Caleb Williams, you're cleaning house there, and then you are parting ways with Justin Fields in a trade. The beauty of this situation, though, is the fact that Justin Fields has proven himself you know what his floor is at this point, and that's a good floor. The floor is NFL starter. There still might be more on a ceiling, and the Bears yeah. must decide, do we want to get in Marvin Harrison Jr.? We want to really evolve around Justin Fields and see what that true potential is, or do you know what he is at this point? Do you believe he's not going to get that much better? The limitations for him as a processor and a pocket passer, yeah. he's never going to get over the hurdle. That's for the Bears to decide first before they go forward with this decision. That's so hard to project. Well, I love it, man. You're the first person I've heard say, you know, through the people that you've talked to, that the Bears could potentially, potentially, if they traded fields, get a first round pick. I mean, that would be great just because it seems like everybody's saying second round at the best, but we shall see. Last thing, because we got to get out of here. I assume throughout everything that you said that the one guy that you feel like is safe, and I I guess I'll ask you, Ryan Poles, it sounds like he's safe in all of your scenarios. And do you think that that he is worthy of that, that he deserves to be back and, and, you know, be given, you know, be able to fulfill his contract, whatever it is? I believe so. Yeah, I I, I do know. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not reporting here, but I, I what I do know, and I, I will say for a fact, is he and Kevin Warren have a very good working relationship. They yeah. are close. They've developed a strong bond together. There's a clear trust there that – I don't know if it was there from the start when Kevin Warren came in back in January. I think he's learned enough about Ryan Poles and seen his vision, recognizes where this team is going, where he believes Ryan Poles is the general manager. Now we'll see. Maybe Kevin Warren wants to go rogue and say, I want my own guy. I don't see that likely. I think the Bears, at this point, I, I do think Brian Poles has deserved it, frankly. The fact that he set this team up to be successful long-term, not just with draft capital, but you're seeing the fruits of the labors, the, the how this rebuild has emerged. And they're no longer in that rebuilding mode. They're at the point where they're coming out of that looking toward contention. That's a credit to Ryan Poles, but now you got to get those final pieces right because we've seen many times with the Bears where you got a great roster except for the quarterback, or maybe you've huh. you got flaws of the head coach. Yeah. You gotta get those pieces right now. That's what we're discussing here. 
you like where this team is going. You believe in the direction long term. You got to get the most important pieces of this correct here. Chris, I'm a great stuff, man. Thanks for coming on the Daily Score. I always appreciate you, brother. Take care. Yep, that is the one and only Chris Emma. And that is it for this edition of the Daily Score. For our executive producer, Ray Diaz, I am Mark Grody, and I will talk to you tomorrow on the Daily Score.